trustees have a responsibility to to do three things primarily. That is to protect the institution, to carry out its mission, and to plan for its future. This is In the Know with ACCT, the voice of community college leaders. I'm Jacob Bray. This is the first in a series of episodes dedicated to the fundamentals of community college governance. In this series, Jackie King, co-editor of the recently released Trusteeship in Community Colleges, A Guide for Effective Governance, second edition, interviews chapter authors about how to govern. In this episode, King interviews longtime Washtenaw Community College trustee and former ACCT Board of Directors member David Rutledge about the board and its governing functions. To purchase Trusteeship in Community Colleges, a guide for effective governance, second edition, visit the ACCT bookstore online. I'll include a link in the description. Hello, and welcome to this uh, podcast on... Uh, Trusteeship in Community Colleges, ACCT's uh, newly revised handbook for community college leaders. I'm Jackie King. I'm one of the editors of the book, and I am so pleased today to be with David Rutledge, who uh, authored the chapter on board roles and responsibilities. Um, David is a longtime uh, community college trustee and a leader of ACCT for years. And so he was just a fantastic choice to author this chapter. And so thank you for being with us today, David. Yes. Um, so uh, David, you do a great job in your chapter describing the roles and responsibilities of board mem- members. One element that can be challenging for some board members is understanding their fiduciary duties Can you describe how you think about the fiduciary responsibilities of a community college board? Jackie, first of all, let me just say to you and to your listeners uh, how special it is for me to be part of this discussion. Community colleges are special and and occupy a special place with me. Uh, Trustees have a responsibility to to do three things primarily. That is to protect the institution, to carry out its mission, and to plan for its future. You just mentioned an important term, and that is fiduciary. They have a fiduciary responsibility to do do those three things. The word fiduciary itself uh, connotes trust, and, and thus the word trustee. Within this word, this heavy word that you mentioned called fiduciary, there are three things that I'd like to pull out of that that, that are important to, uh, for trustees to remember. We discussed them in some detail in the book, so I just only want to highlight them here. The first is the duty of care. Fiduciary responsibility means there is a duty of care. That simply means you, you, you must participate, be an active participator in all aspects of, of the college. There is a duty of loyalty. Uh, that, it, that duty carries with it the responsibility to operate only in the interest of the college. 
And thirdly, the duty of obedience. That duty carries with it the responsibility to, uh, to ensure that the, the college is adhering to all of the federal and state laws uh, and to the, college, to the procedures and policies that have been established by the board. And, and, and Jackie, if you permit me one last point in this regard, and it, 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 it ties it all together. If trustees are doing their fiduciary duty and carrying out the, the, these three things that I just mentioned, one of the ways that they can make sure uh, that they are, are doing this and doing it in an appropriate way is to periodically assess their performance. So I, I always recommend to boards to at least annually do a, a board assessment and a trustee assessment. And uh, the Association of Community College Trustees has, has tools that you can use uh, in that regard. That's great. That is great advice. Uh, uh, the fiduciary responsibility is so important and to be able to take a moment in the year to really step back and reflect on the, the college, its performance and the performance of the board in, uh, in its uh, responsibilities, so essential. Um, are there other elements of the board role that you find that trustees uh, find the most challenging um, or common pitfalls that the trustees can avoid? The, the thing that I find most challenging, and, and I found this as, as, a, uh, as a new trustee myself, uh, is this idea of the board as a team. The board works as a team. Trustees have authority, have responsibility, and have power, but only as a member of, of the board. The, you may have heard, and most trustees have heard this, this statement, the board speaks with one voice. <clears throat> That's a tough thing for trustees to kind of get their arms around, I think, because whether they are elected or appointed, the tendency is to feel, look, I was elected or appointed. I have a constituency out there and I represent that constituency. So when they come to the board and, and you hear this thing, well, we speak with only the voice of the board. So what about the voice of my constituents? I represent my constituents. But it is an important concept uh, because the board it, itself and what the community looks at is whether or not the board is, is functioning in a way that it can deal with critical issues. And if, if the board is not you know, doing its, its job in terms of uh, participating as a team, then it shows up or could show up in ways that appear to be um, uh, ineffective to the community. I, I just wanna add one other point to this, and, and that is most, most board members will think about this idea of team player, like it somehow means that it diminishes their, their ability to debate issues from, uh, from their perspective or, or from the perspective of their experience. 
but but within this team, there is still absolute room and absolute necessity to debate issues uh, thoroughly, critically, and strongly. Now, uh, but I also want to add another important word, debate issues civilly. And, and, and that that is to say that there ought to be a recognition that each board member brings certain experiences and talents to the board. Those experiences and talents ought to be respected by each board member. So when there is debate, that that respect ought to come to the to the forefront. You know, that's so important and, and it's especially important uh, in light of the fact that most community colleges uh, operate under some level of open meetings rules, which may be unfamiliar to trustees who have served at business as a board member for a business or a private organization um, that, you know, the public is attending your meetings. They're, they're, in the, they're in the room or they're, the meeting is being live streamed and people can watch it. Um, are, there, are there particular issues or challenges that you see trustees confronting um, because they're at a board, on a board that, that does meet in a public fashion? The first thing uh, trustees should, should remember is, and this is key, that they're required to hold their meetings in a public setting. That does not mean that they allow the public to run the meeting. Uh, what it could be a, a pitfall, and I've seen some trustee board meetings go awry because they allow the audience to to be involved in every single decision that gets that that's that's being made. And uh, I've seen chairs defer a discussion to the audience, that sort of thing. No, boards operate in public. It's their meeting. It just happens to be done in public. Now, it is important to recognize that as a public body, we should allow, we should get input from the public. So that happens by way of agenda. High performing boards always include uh, a section of their agenda for public participation. Some do it at the beginning, some do it at the end of the agenda, uh, and many of them do it both at the beginning and at the end. Public input is appropriate at those times. The other times, the board is doing its business in front of the public. It's well, that's well said. And, and it, it, it is certainly the, 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 uh, the capacity to argue your points forcefully, but civilly, and then to recognize that once the board has made a decision, that's the decision. And you're speaking with one voice about that decision. I think you really make that point very strongly in the chapter. And uh, it, it is so important for any organization, but in particular for a community college, because it is a public, a public entity. Mm -hmm. um, you talk about several elements of trustee effectiveness in your chapter. Um, can you describe one or two that you think are most important? Um, 
And do you have any examples that you might share of how these characteristics play themselves out when a board is dealing with an issue or a, a challenge? Trustees uh, carry with them great influence, uh, both inside the, um, the board itself and in the community uh, they represent. This influence can be used to create effective boards, but it also can be used um, uh, for, for bad as well. So uh, some of the elements in terms of being an effective trustee, uh, I, I'd like to mention, first of all, be committed. Make, uh, make the, the community college, the board that you represent, uh, make it a priority in terms of what you do. Uh, secondly, be a continuous learner about issues affecting higher education. You sit on a higher education board and, and you wanna educate yourself on all of those things that will help you perform your duty as a policymaker more effectively. The third thing is be visionary and thoughtful in your deliberation uh, and in how you approach your responsibilities as, as a trustee. Um, and, and always, always act uh, with the highest of integrity and respect uh, of, of your colleagues. I've got to throw this one in too, because sometimes trustees will get off track and forget about this piece. Help your CEO or your president be successful. You've hired them. They are, they are, they have like any human beings, their ups, their downs. Uh, pay attention to, uh, to the needs of your, your CEO and help them be successful. That's, that's great advice. It's such a challenging job that community college CEOs play. Uh, the, uh, I would think that there are few chief executives where the scope of responsibility to compensation ratio is as uh, is similar. You know, the community college presidents, nobody goes into that job to, uh, to become a millionaire. Um, but the scope of responsibility is enormous. Um, uh, you know, many community colleges, upwards of 50,000 students coming through the, uh, you know, it's a small town uh, yes. in many ways. So I think that's, that's so important. Um, One of the things, Jackie, on that point, uh, I, I just like to add, and I can't underemphasize this, is, is pay attention to the morale of of the uh, people in, in leadership that you hired to to run the day-to-day -day operation um sometimes uh, the board chair just may want to walk up to the president and say look um you know why why don't you uh why don't you take uh, take half a week off or just take a vacation get away from here for a few minutes you know if you you have to be able to judge how the people uh, around you uh, are and their mental health, their emotional health uh, is important. And it's particularly important with the people you, with the person you entrust to lead your institution. 
I wonder, you know, thinking about these extraordinary times that we have been in with the pandemic, with the uh, uh, protests about racial injustice, I wonder how many community college presidents have taken a vacation in the last year. Uh, and uh, I bet there are a number of them who have barely taken a weekend day off, let alone a full vacation. Um, and so, so important. Um, and, and I want, you know, yes, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, 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 I just want to mention that this also extends uh, to board of trustee members themselves. And it, it, it is encumbered particularly upon the board chair to to know uh, his or her trustees, uh, to to have a, a working relationship uh, with them, uh, in order to uh, and sometimes discern whether or not you know they, they, something's going on that's going to hamper them their their full participation in a meeting or uh, or they may need to be brought up. Uh, more extensive, extensively on something that's going to be discussed in a meeting. Uh, the role of the board chair in, in terms of recognizing uh, the, the, the things related to the president, things related to uh, his or her own board members, in addition to being able to, to carry out a meeting in public is quite a big responsibility. And, and so I just want to call that out and uh, give a shout out for all those board chairs. Especially challenging in these days of COVID. Uh, so many boards are meeting virtually. It can be harder in Zoom uh, to get a sense of uh, uh, body language. There aren't those kind of uh, sidebar conversations that happen, you know, before the gavel comes down or during a break. Um, where you get a sense of, of how trustees are feeling. Um, uh, you've been working with boards during the pandemic. Do you have any, uh, any lessons learned on, on how boards can, can best function, especially if they're meeting virtually these days? I, I would, uh, the first thing I say is make sure that you have a tight, an agenda, number one and that that agenda is, um, is, is scoped out um, in, in a fashion that meets the environment that, that you're in. That it's, uh, you don't, if you're in a virtual environment, you don't wanna have an agenda that would, would go on for three hours sort of thing. So you wanna pay attention to how you shape the agenda. You wanna follow that agenda. You wanna make sure that um, that if there are action items on that agenda, that there is appropriate background information that has been circulated among the trustees in enough time that they are prepared. Uh, this is particularly important in, in a virtual setting. And then you want to uh, caution your, uh, your, your trustees that we don't want to minimize debate. We still want to give a thorough airing to, to these action items, but we want to make sure that we're, that we're doing it in a civil way. And just because we're doing this virtually does not mean that we're not following our own rules, particularly our rules of procedure. Um, our parliamentary rules of procedure. 
and and so in that effect in that fashion keep in mind that an effective meeting is not measured by how long it is it's measured by how much implement how much you get done uh in in terms of the the policy issues that you may be dealing with at the time that's that's great advice and 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 definitely challenging with larger boards just to give everybody airtime uh yes in a in a in any meeting but especially in a virtual meeting uh can be really challenging um it's a it's a particular skill for the board chair and and certainly a lot of behind the scenes assistance is needed just keeping track of who's on on deck to speak who's raised <laughs> who's indicated an interest in being willing wanting to speak and, and keeping that tracked um uh there's a real role for staff to play behind the scenes to help stage manage all of that so it runs effectively i think is that yes. your experience it, it it absolutely is um and there are there are other techniques that um that we that we get mentioned in the um in, in the the trusteeship book so i i, I would encourage uh, trustees, particularly in this updated version, to just take a uh, pick it up, take a look. Uh, it's easy reading. Uh, and Jackie, I got to say this: I, I'm not saying this just because I authored a chapter, but I enjoyed reading all the other chapters. And uh, it, it's a, it's a good piece if you are uh, if you want to carry out your fiduciary responsibilities uh, in the highest fashion educating yourself um, on, on issues that affect uh, boards is part of your responsibility and this book helps you uh, helps you and guides you in doing that I think that says it it all and I just want to thank you it's been so delightful to spend some time with you today and to uh, revisit this book that we worked on together and I hope we've given the listeners a flavor of what they can find uh, when they pick it up. So thank you again, David, for being with me today. It's my pleasure and so grateful that uh, and thankful that you asked. For more information, please visit the ACCT bookstore online. I'll include a link in this episode's description. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.